my mocking bow. Hola, among the scoffers, it was my sins that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying prayer has brought me life. I know that it is finished. I will not boast in anything. No keep, no power, no wisdom. But I will boast in Jesus Christ. His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His I'll pay my rent. Behold, I'm a Morning. I want you to shout and say, I am free. Amen. 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 Well, thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Well, I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Kwe vale Yesu
Can you speak to him, you and him? I am in your presence. Lord Jesus, this is my sincere prayer this morning. Live inside of me. Fill me with your power this morning. There are many needs, no doubt, in the midst of your people. Lord, I pray that you will come and take care of each person. Let everybody leave this place with their hearts burning within them because you have spoken. Lord, we give you all the praise and we sure welcome you to come and take complete control. Let your Holy Spirit lead us now. These few moments as we will get into your world. Father, we ask this believing in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats for a moment. Amen. Amen. I'd like to greet each of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Uh, my sister and, and our family, uh, are you related? Yes. Oh, your daughter, okay. You're welcome. We are happy to know that uh, you found us. <laughs> And we found you. But most importantly, he found us. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I told you the other day, there's something about this message. That you might meet someone for your first time. But as long as they believe the message like you do, it's like you've known them for ages. Because we, are all, we all came from the same origin. Christ. Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to... Uh, Welcome the brothers that came from Masaka. I'm asking you to come quickly and stand right in the front there. All, all of you, come. come. Uh, I want to surprise the church. Amen. Okay, are you standing in the right order? Okay, where is Shem? Come join them. Okay, extend this side. Move, move, extend like this side. All Amen. right. Okay, so uh, I'm happy that they are all here. And there are only two missing. Now, you're already be reading between the lines. <laughs> What's your name? Why didn't you come? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Is that the order? All right. So, 
There are two missing here. My wife is number one. And her sister is number two. Her sister is, she visited us well, before we moved, just before we moved here. And she's the wife to the pastor in Masaka. So both the girls are pastor's wives. And, uh, and then he comes next. He follows. He follows. He follows. And he follows. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the three are my brothers in law. The two are my sons. And the one is my wife. And the one is my sister. So God bless you. Amen. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, visiting with us. The brother Enoch, brother uh, Iranias. Brother, brother Praise. So brother Praise and, and brother Iranias. They, they play the instruments in Masaka. We are glad to have you here with us. Amen. Um, I'm also happy to see you, uh, Brother Dixon. Brother Dixon uh, joined us when we are still in the, in the home fellowship. Those are one of the first believers in this church. And so he, he, today he said, I have to go to my home church. All the way from Ginger. <laughs> Amen. You're welcome. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, I would also like to take the opportunity this morning to announce the arrival of our baby. Uh, God answered all your prayers. And uh, on Thursday, early in the morning, we left at home. Okay, well, we were here on Wednesday fellowship. I remember my wife was in the back there and she was raising up her hand and, and so uh, when we were going home she told me um, I, I think it has, it has begun so we uh, went back home and she was still confessing it is continuing. So I said, well, uh, well, of course, the unmarried ones are wondering what was continuing. <laughs> so, but I know most of you understand. So she, she was already in birth pain. And it was progressing. So we prayed and we believed God. Really, in those last moments, we did not pray much because we had done most of the praying earlier. Those last moments, we were just believing God to keep his promise and his word. And so, um, we, I just kept on watching her. And uh, at around, uh, okay, we, we thought, um, you know, during our first children, we would always rush to the hospital. 
at, at the first sign. And now when you go to the hospital, you overdrain and the, the doctors get frustrated and all those things. And so we said, now we will wait for uh, for the contractions to get more intense. We, have, we now, this was supposed to be a fifth child, so we had more experience now. So we waited and waited and waited, even went to bed. And it, it, just the next thing I, I, I remember, I was just being woken up. Get up, let's go. So it was around 3 a.m. So we quickly drove to the hospital and we started laboring. Usually, usually all my children, it's my mother who has them in our hands first. But this time it was 3 a.m. and she was not there. But I'm glad I was there by the side of my mind. Uh, we labored all through together. It was quite a wonderful experience. <laughs> we labored together. All through. I don't think I went through what she went through, but we were together. <laughs> and uh, at exactly 6, I think 29, <laughs> in the morning, we had our boy. In our Amen. So, uh, Timotheus was supposed to was born that, uh, that time. Timotheus healthy. And mother healthy. And everybody happy. I know, I know my wife is streaming. And I don't know if I've forgotten anything. But I, I should say that uh, she appreciates all your prayers. Amen. And uh, we trust that next next uh, Sunday she will be here and probably we dedicate the child. Praise the Lord. So um, I'm very happy this morning. Amen. Because of that and also because I'm in the house of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, you should be happy with me, church. Amen. Amen. So let us stand on our feet and we'll go straight away to the scripture. It's 11.33 a.m. So, uh, let's see what the Lord has for us. We are going to the book of Exodus. You know, it was amazing. When I took, the following day, when I took all the children to the hospital, and all the others were oh obsessed with the child. But the little boy, two years old, Elihu, came to the mother and noticed that the mother had something on her hand. So she looked after seeing the baby. So she looked, he looked at the mom and said, Mommy, are you all right? And mom said, yes. What is this? Are you fine? <laughs> and I was like, oh my. So men should be caring to their women. 
Exodus chapter 4 verse 24. I'm glad the Lord has been good to us in this church. All our wives have been delivering well. I don't know, I don't remember who started, but uh, I think it was Brother Luanga and wife. Brother Peter. No, who went back? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Brother Peter, yeah. Aninda and wife. Then Luanga and wife. Then Martin and wife. Martin and then uh, Deacon Mulonda and wife. And all is normal delivery. And we say praise God for Amen. It is his blessing. So we are taking verse 24 to 26. And it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met that, um, excuse me, let me read that again. And it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. Then she said, a bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. Sula yakuna oktanika kunyorwabili mwenya. Awebali ngabachali mukubo mochisuro mokama na msisinkana na yagalo kumuta awazipora na tuare ginger lioboji na salako echikuta choma na we na chisura kubigerebi. Na yogeranti, olibaze wa musai, omwami wobugole o musai. Na mureka, na lioka yogeranti, olibaze wa musai, oruoku komolewa, oruoku komolewa, oruoku komolewa, oruoku komolewa. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we ask that you bless the reading of the word as we have read it. We have had it. Bless us now as we sit to receive inspiration from above. Speak to each heart. You know what each individual here needs. You know both their spiritual and physical needs. I'm asking you to come and provide love. Grant it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may have your seats. We just had a wonderful and uh, a successful youth meeting on, on Friday. And uh, we, we had one young lady give her heart to the Lord. Is she here yet this morning? she? No, not yet. Okay. So, and um, we, I did not expect to have as much as we did. I think we had uh, 30, is it 36? And we had also others joining in 33 and then others joined in. I don't know how, but I expected about 40. I don't know, brother, did you? All right. So, and uh, young people were here and uh, we had 
a wonderful time. How many young people say we have a, we had a wonderful time? Amen. And we had a wonderful session of questions and answers as well. And that was just the beginning. We expect to have more, more times like those in the coming days. So this morning, I'll just take a, a little while, probably an hour or so, and I want to speak to you on the subject of stemming the wrath of God. And I'm asking and I'm requesting each of you to be attentive. Try as much as possible to stop movement. Move if you have to. The wrath of God is not something that anyone would ever want to be in. The wrath of God is dangerous. And as a matter of fact, when you read your Bible, in the book of Malachi, the last chapter, he gives a promise that God would send the spirit of Elijah. And at this Elijah, when he comes, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. But then he said, if that doesn't happen, then the wrath of God would be upon the whole world. In the form of a curse. So you see, in all the time of history, wherever the wrath of God was manifested, it was unquenchable. There was a time, one time, that when God destroyed the whole world, and he destroyed it with water because of the wrath. There was a time when he destroyed twin cities because of the wrath of God. So the wrath of God cannot be almost, I should say, cannot be stemmed. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be resisted. When it comes, it cannot be resisted. Now, many times we talk about the love of God. We sing about the grace of God. But let us talk about the wrath of God. God is a God of love. God loves everybody. As a matter of fact, it says that for God so loved the whole world. And when he did, he gave the world his son. So you see, God is love. And God loves the whole world. God loves you and God loves me. But the same God is also the God of wrath. The same God of love and has, you know, taken care of many. He has also destroyed many. So there is really two sides of the coin. 
he would go and tell King Saul. And he would tell him, go to, the, to, this, to that city and destroy everything. Now, Saul had to obey. Because Saul was an instrument in the hands of God to manifest the wrath of God. But when he went out there, he did not do what God told him to do. God had told him, go and destroy everything. Man and woman, boys, girls, women, everybody, even babies, even animals, destroy everything. And he did not do what God told him to do. And did you know that when you come to the Lord, what God wants you to do first is to destroy everything? God wants you to do the act of Hiram. Oh, to destroy, to forsake everything. To forsake it all. For him. He wants to be the preeminent one in your life. He wants, like we saw on Friday, everything else is vanity. You know, here in Solomon is a king. He was a husband to many wives. He had all the riches in the world. He had many concubines. And he was from a, a wonderful lineage. But but after, but with all those things, he said, I've seen what is in the world. It's all vanity. Vanity of vanities. And when we come to the Lord, he requires us to destroy it all. He wants to manifest his wrath as we destroy all sin, as, as we destroy all the worldliness, as we destroy all the things of the world, that we might remain pure, that we might remain in Christ, that we might be in his image, that we might be his people, and that he shall be our God. But do many destroy? No, many don't destroy. Did you know if God, if you do not manifest the wrath of God through yourself, to destroy things, he will manifest his wrath to you to destroy you. This is how we've seen it all through scripture. Praise the name of the Lord. And here the king Saul, Saul. He did not destroy everything. And he came and he was happy. And then the prophet asked him. He said, have you destroyed it all? And he just started talking around. Hey, you see, you see. I did it. I did it. Imagine many times when we come in the presence of God, we forget that God knows everything. God sees everything and God knows life more than you know it. And no, 
No one of us can play with God. If you are a Christian, be a true Christian. Or do not be a Christian at all. Because when the wrath of God comes, you cannot stand it. And here we see that this king then you know the wrath of God was meted upon him and you know he went after this prophet because the prophet told him what about the bleating and the you know of the cows and the sound of the animals that are here and then he said yeah, you know actually you see this king was so handsome and uh, also these animals were so nice he thought I could do sacrifice to our God. But God, His word was destroyed. And His eye is with us every time. And then there was another man. And then his name was Naaman. Naaman had the wrath of God upon his life. And so he came to a prophet of God. And he was seeking for help. And when he came to Elisha, he told him, you have to go and dip yourself in River Jordan seven times. And when you do, you will be well. You will be healed. And the man was like, oh, no. River Jordan is not as smart and clean as our Abana and Fife. You know, you begin comparing. Let me tell you, nothing compares to the word of God. You cannot compare the word with your denomination. You cannot compare the word with the doctrine of some church. You can't even compare the word of God to your beliefs. The word of God is the word of God. It is pure and perfect. You either believe it or refuse to believe it. That is all. And when you don't believe it, the wrath of God will be made But when you believe it, through you, God will meet his wrath upon all unbelief. And here was a, a little girl who came to this uh, Naman. And she uh, said to Naman, please, why don't you obey? You never know what may happen. Just go and do as the man of God has said. You know, God the scripture says he reveals his, his, his word, his secrets babes such as would learn. And he, he, he hides it from all the proud all the educated. God doesn't reveal to you his word because you deserve it. He reveals his word to you because you are humble and you are willing and you are ready to receive that word. How many are ready to receive the word this morning? And then God will reveal his word. Then we see that the Naman listened to the girl and he went 
and dipped himself seven times. And he became whole. And as soon as he left, he came to the man of God. And he said, man of God, I've come to honor you. I've come to honor the man. You know, in our generation, many preachers love that. Come and bless me. Come and bless me. Oh, preachers love that part. We know it's not me, it's not anybody that does anything for you. When you believe the word, the word has its result. The word will always have pure, perfect, positive result. For all those that believe in it, all those that apply it upon their lives. And so, not the man, not the man, but the God. And this man came to honor the man. And the prophet of God said, no. I'm not the one who did it for you. It's my God who did it for you. And I don't want to take any of your offerings. And so he left. And here is the part I wanted. And as he was leaving, there was another should I say, upcoming preacher. And his name was, uh, I believe, Gehaz. Is that right? And Gehaz was always preaching with his pastor, Elisha. Gehaz was a new preacher, but upcoming. Remember at one time, Elisha was with Elijah. But now it was time for Elijah to now minister. The spirit of Elijah had come upon Elisha. And so Gehaz, I know, I know he believed. Also, the spirit of God on Elisha will come upon him. And so, as he was ministering with him, he saw everything Elisha did. So, but he was not happy. He said, I, don't, I don't believe the pastor was led by God on this one. I believe that the pastor was wrong on this one. We could have done better. Something the disciples did to Jesus. One of them said, don't, don't you think we have wasted We could sell this perfume. And he would have made a lot of money to do a lot of work of God. Now here is Elijah uh, and he was not happy. He said, I have to do something about it. So he quickly dressed up and rushed out. He went to the man of God. Brother Tunaman. By the way, I believe he sneaked out. And uh, Gehaz, uh, Elisha did not see him. And so when he reached where Naaman was, he spoke as, as if he was a messenger from Elisha. And he said, the man of God has sent me to tell you in the name of the Lord that he has changed his mind. Actually, give him some of those things you have. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Those are the preacher, many preachers we have on the pulpits today. They tell you to give seats. They tell you to give an offering. Which will shake a God. So that, so that you also can shake you. Those are not inspired by God. And I tell you the wrath of God is upon such preachers. We are in a time that the Bible says is the end time. Where all these things must manifest. And so the man spoke with a lot of enthusiasm. He said he told me. He tried to give me some changes of promise. To give him some gold also. And that me his servant. I will take it to him. Ah. Mm. No man said, Praise God. No so finally, he has accepted my offer. So gave it to him. Mm. As he, they were giving it to him, mm. he was also thinking, giving it to some boys. There. Mm. And then he carried it. He walked away majestically. And when Naman disappeared, when Naman disappeared, he also sneaked. Then he went in his house. And I believe he maybe people love, love putting things under the bed. So I also don't know what is under your bed. You must not have things under the bed. See, pull up the bed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Then as he walked out, Elisha came to him. Say, God bless you. Come on. Oh, God. God. I was even in prayer. The anointing was on me. I'm telling you today is a day. The Lord has said. No, no, the where have you been? I have been praying and fasting. I've been in the anointing. Things have been flowing. You, do you mean that my spirit did not go with you? You think I was not there? Do you think my eyes was not there? He failed to understand. It was not Elisha. It was the God of Elisha. The God of Elisha was there. He was seeing everything. Let me tell you, don't fear me. Fear the God that I'm serving. Because the God I'm serving is a living God. And who is he? He is he. He revealed to us through his word. And you must fear every word of God. Because if you don't, I want to see what is coming. And then there was the wrath of God. There was nothing left. Then there was man of God opened his mouth. And he said, you think I was not there with you? But because you have chosen to lie and speak to me like this, what? tell me a lie and you have deceived and gone and collected these things. Now, let the curse which was upon 
Naaman let it come upon you and in that moment he has become a leaper that moment he was cast the wrath of God he has couldn't stop it and so church I want you to see we can go and talk about many examples in the Bible of the wrath of God. You know, when God sent uh, when God sent uh, uh, this man that went to Nineveh, Jonah, prophet Jonah, and he told him, go to Nineveh and tell them they have sinned just against me. And tell them I'm going to destroy them if they don't repent. I am going to destroy the whole city. Go and speak to them, thus saith the Lord. My wrath is coming upon them. Now, Prophet Jonah was somewhere. And they said, wait a moment. I am going to go there and speak on his behalf. And then these people will repent. And he will forgive them. So it means that my words will not come true. And they will call me a false prophet. I will not go there. He decided to go in a boat to Tarshish. And as he was in a boat to Tarshish, God said, hey, the wrath which I was, I was going to bring upon Nineveh. Let me begin with you now. Let me tell you, our God is a God of love. He's a God of blessings. But also he's a God of wrath. We should never play with God. We should mean business with him. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and so God brought all his wrath upon him. And let me tell you to, to the extent that there were many people in that boat. No one could think even that it was Jonah. And they had thrown everything. But there the wrath of God was not seen. When the wrath of God comes, it has come. They, they put everything in the, in the sea. But the wrath of God continued. And Jonah was there. I believe he was shaking. Until everybody saw him. But Jonah, you look like you know something. What have you done? Tell us. Nothing. I am just like any of you. They said, okay. Let us, uh, let us cast lots. You know casting lots? Kanemu kanabiri kafumba mwani kata konkoma malanga jakanangwa. They count and then until when they reach the last person. So they were counting. Barbara. And as the man who was casting the Lord, and when he was going, when they were about to reach Jonah, 
He realized he cannot stop the wrath of God. And he started repenting. He said, please, oh. It is me. It is me. You don't know what I have done. I have disobeyed the voice of God. When you disobey the word of God, you cannot stem the wrath of God. And so at that moment, he said to them, please, if you want to save yourself, throw me in the sea. Throw me in the sea. Can you imagine? He wasn't asking for excuse. It was already hot for him up in the boat. And he said, let me at least commit suicide. But God, you know, if God does not want you to die, and just for you to test the wrath, you, you cannot die. He keeps you there. You are experiencing the wrath, but you are not dying. You know there are people who beg for death, and death is not coming. Said God, please kill me. They take poison, they don't die. They they try the rope, they don't die. You cannot die. You are a son or daughter of God. You cannot die until you have fulfilled your purpose. But sometimes we let the wrath of God come to us. When you could have my simple obedience to the Lord. My simple yielding to him. And at that moment, he begged to be thrown in the sea. He thought he was going to die. I don't know where this fish came from. You know, it is almost impossible for a fish to swallow a human being. I don't know if a whale can. I really don't know, but I, I, I even believe this fish must have been a special fish. God maybe created it for that moment. He might have said, let there be a fish which will swallow Jonah. And as Jonah was coming down, the fish was coming up. And as Jonah was coming down, the fish was ready. Don't think this was a better, a better punishment. You think that living in the in the belly of the fish was good. All the acids there. I'm sure he was in much tribulation until the fish vomited him out. And the purpose of God was accomplished. The wrath of God cannot be stemmed. But here today, I want us to talk about stemming the wrath of God. So here is Zipporah. Zipporah, apparently the wife of Moses. And uh, before we, we get into what she had done, let us look at the covenant. In Genesis 17, open up your Bible to Genesis 17, verse 9. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. 
every man child among you shall be circumcised. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or brought bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with money must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man, child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He has got. Katonda nagamba iplaimonti nawe gori kwata endagano yange gu nezaderio ebidao uktu semirembe jab jab jona eni endagano yange jemna kwata anga erinze namwe nezaderio ebidao kuli msaidi mumwe ana ana komoruanga eramuna komoruanga omubiri gwechi kutacha mwe eranga kanabanga kabonero akenda ganerinze namwe ana amalanga nnaku omunana anakomolwanga mumwe buli musajja mu mirembe ja mwe jonna anazali lwanga mu nyumba eranoyo munagwanga yena gwana ba aguze nebintu tali kuzaddeli amwe Anazali lwanga mu nyumba yo noyo anagulibwanga nebintu byo kibagwanira okukomolanga nendagano yange enebanga mu mibiri gwe okuba endagano eteridiba no musajja atali mukomole atakomolwanga mu mubiri gwe chikutache obulamu obu buna buna zikirizibwanga mu bantu ngamenye now, I wanted to follow me closely here. I wanted to see that this was the mark of the covenant. God had made a covenant with Israel. And it was by this because of this covenant that God was sending Moses down to Egypt. It was because of that covenant that he had remembered the children of Israel. Because remember the covenant was made with Abraham. And he told him, I'm going to make a covenant with you for generations. And this is my covenant between you and your seed after you. And now he made the mark of the covenant. Or the sign of the covenant. And that was circumcision. Every boy that was born was supposed to be circumcised. Blood was supposed to be spilled. That was the sign of the covenant. That was the mark of the covenant that they possessed in their body. And anyone that did not possess that mark 
would be broken off, would be cut off from his people because they would have broken the covenant. And so here now, Moses, God is calling him to go and deliver the covenant people from Egypt. And Moses already had children with Zipporah. Remember, Zipporah was not even a Jew. Zipporah was an Ethiopian woman. But even then, the, the children of Zipporah, the sons of Moses, they were not circumcised. And so God was not happy with Moses because the side that Moses was going to enforce the law of God. He was, he was a part of the covenant but he himself was not an example of faith his own son was not circumcised and on the way as they were about to go God wanted to kill now to kill uh, Moses and, and I was just reading there's a, a portion I found and I thought, I thought it was a very good portion and I'll read it out to you. And this man wrote and said, these are things that are true. He said, first of all, this incident occurs when Moses and his family are heading down to Egypt to deliver God's message to Pharaoh and to lead the Israelites. God's covenant people out to the land of Canaan, which was to be there. And he said, the basis for God's intervention on Israel's behalf here in Exodus is the covenant promise, says he had made to Abraham. For God to come in your situation, it's best on the, on the covenant he has made with you. Are you following me now? Listen. And the sign of circumcision was an obligation of, of this covenant for every male descendant. So this, he said, in fact, the Lord had said that any son who was not circumcised on the eighth day would be cut off from his people. Because he has broken my covenant. Now this means that Moses' sons were supposed to be circumcised in obedience to God's command. And as a demonstration of his faith in God's covenant with Abraham. However, apparently this he had not done. Can you imagine? Mm. Moses apparently believed God's covenant. But he did not have the mark of the covenant in one of his sons. And I wanted to notice the wrath of God. God came down to kill Moses. Can you imagine? If you read in that scripture, just a few verses before that, he had sent to him 
to go and redeem and deliver the children of Israel. I told him I'm going to use you. You are my man. You are even going to be their God. Even, even your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are a great man. You to go to Egypt. And you are going to tell Pharaoh. Pharaoh was like a God at that time. But God is lifting up Moses to the level that he would not have to fear Pharaoh. He would have to speak to Pharaoh as though he was God himself. And tell him, let my people go. And Moses, the sign of in the in the hands. And everything, you remember what God, the experience of Moses in the burning bush and, and when he met God. But with all that, a few verses down the line, did God forget the conversation he had with Moses? He comes down. Let me kill it. I thought that you trusted me. I thought you sent me. I thought you, you, you said I will be a God. A great man. I'm going to bring your children. Yes, God was like, yes, I said all that. But according to the circumstances, you don't believe in my covenant. Your children are not circumcised. And me, I only see the covenant. Let me show you, church. The only thing that can stem God is wrath. Is faith in the covenant. Faith in the covenant that God has made with you. And there is something, there is no covenant with that blood. Hey. Every covenant of God has blood with it. Are you listening to me? If someone is dozing around you, slap them and wake them up or else you yourself will be dozing in the future. Praise the name of the Lord. God has a covenant. He has made. But that covenant is now unavoidable without blood. And here Moses had also a covenant. But he had gone down from Abraham. But here God was ready to kill him. Because when he smelled around, there was no blood. So therefore it means God never had any covenant with, uh, with, with Moses. It means Moses was almost like cut off from the covenant. And by the way, God was ready to kill him. Do you know what saved him? Oh my, God loves women of faith. Are you here, women of faith? Women of faith who rush and believe the word of God. She quickly ran and snatched the child. I don't know where the child is here. Not the child. Not the child. And, uh, and she got a knife. Yeah. 
she got the force in her hand and she threw it on the feet of Moses and she said ah, you are a bloody husband a bloody husband but what did that it, it reminded God of the covenant. God so blood. And the angel of death ran away. Hallelujah. Amen. And the wrath of God was stemmed. Let me tell you, church, we are the spiritual Israel. We have a covenant with God. And it is something that stems the wrath of God. If I is there someone here like me today? I can never experience the wrath. Because I have a covenant. And this covenant with God is not bloodless. It is not bloodless. It has blood on it. And it's not blood of bulls and goats. It's the blood of one. Who came down on earth. And died. And shed his blood. And that blood is here today. It is as fresh as it was on that day. Amen. Hallelujah. And that blood stems God's wrath. Praise the name of the Lord. And the prophet in the message Israel and the church. He says now later we find out that Moses got all busy in his graduate work. And he forgot something. The most fundamental thing that he should have done he forgot he was taking right on the eve of deliverance he was taking his son down in Egypt uncircumcised and Zipporah God would have slayed him in the end but Zipporah circumcised the child. And the seal of the covenant, you see, before there can be deliverance, every person must be in the covenant. Because God is got a covenant today. And so Zipporah circumcised the child. And the covenant and turned the wrath of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Honestly, contending for, for contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. But here, when I see Cain, Abel, they wanted and seen motto they were. How motto? They've got to get away. They've got to find favor before God. How many want to get favor before God? You don't need to go to a man and tell him, anoint me. 
You don't need to buy anointing oil. You don't need to get powerful prayers. There's something that can buy you the favor of God. It's just an instance. Hallelujah. Amen. And they wanted favor before God. And they go out and get some different ones and get their fruits of the field. And so forth to make a sacrifice. To try and appease the wrath of God. You know, the people who believe in witchcraft. And our fathers before, you know, Christianity came to they used to believe in appeasing gods and to appease gods you must sacrifice and there was something which was called powering of liberation are you not a history teacher? I didn't go that okay when they are drinking their alcohol, or their palm wine, or their tonto, or whatever it is, they would first power down before they drink. And then they drink. That's how they used to do it in African tradition. What was that? They were trying to appease the gods. They were trying to sacrifice to them. You would not go to a shrine without a chicken. You would go to a shrine a lamb or a goat. You know, you go with a with a cock without any any whatever spot on it. Praise the name of the Lord. What was that? They were trying to appease the goat. Let me tell you, the devil does not do anything but what he has seen with God. If the devil is to be appeased with sacrifices, let me tell you, our God too loves sacrifices. And you cannot appease him without a sacrifice. That's why in church, we clap our hands. It's a sacrifice. We dance. It's a sacrifice. We shout. It's a sacrifice. We give. It's a sacrifice. God is a sacrifice. To appease our God. To keep him happy with us. Are you following me, church? But you see, they also, uh, Cain went and uh, dressed some fruits to appease the wrath of God. And the judgments of God that's been uh, uh, passed upon them. Listen to this. Cain toiled hard. Mm. No doubt. Cain raised a nice crop of fruit. He had a good, nice fruit. Now watch. Cain was just as religious. 
Kaini na yeye alimuona dini as any gentleman. Ngoo mtu na in every respect that Abel was. Era yona ngana abiri mwayali. When they begin singing, I praise him. Kain was also jumping. Kaini aliabu and also dancing. Na zina na mazina. And he would say, I praise him. In the morning, I praise him. When when Abel brings another song, oh, there is power. 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 Would even Cain was a gentleman. He toiled hard like Abel. Now, not by good works are we saved. His mercy. Am I preaching to someone here today? Hallelujah. Amen. We are not saved by our works. If it is by works, Cain would have been saved. Cain would have appeased the wrath of God. And the wrath of God came upon Cain. Even when he toiled hard. Even when he brought his sacrifice. When, he, when the smoke went before God, God began coughing. <laughs> it was smelly. Stench in his nostrils. And when Cain knew that, the Bible says Cain was wrath. Cain was sad. Cain was angry. He was so happy. God received his sacrifice. God never received. And yet he did everything. I believe I must do. It is not what you do that saves you, church. It is what he has done. And what has he done? Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. There is only one difference. That was in the sacrifice of Abel and Cain. Am I preaching to you today? There's only one difference, brother Polycarp. Between the sacrifice of Abel and Cain. Who knows it? Shout it if you know it. God bless you. Blood. The price of life. When you said it is finished, it was blood. 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 When Abel gave, when Cain gave his sacrifice, God was not happy. When Cain brought his, when Abel brought his, God was smiling. The revelation of Abel, of Cain was that Adam and Eve ate apples. And so, she offered apples. But the revelation of, 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 uh, of Abel was it had something to do with blood. Blood mixed someone. Blood was mixed. Blood was spilled. 
I must sacrifice blood. And when God saw that, God was God was saying, God said to Abel, Come on, my son. Hallelujah, that's it. That's it. Bring it on. And when the blood came before God, oh, God was like, oh, oh. Mm. Mm. I am enjoying. Mm. And then Cain saw that. And he was not happy. How dare you? I live by I toil. I scars. I didn't use makeup. I was a boy. Who didn't even fornicate. I did everything. I had to do. Why did I even lose all those pleasures? When I cannot even get his favor. Do you think you get the favor of God because of what you do? You must get revelation of what was done. The favor of God that stems the wrath of God comes with the right revelation. With the right covenant. And Abel knew it was the covenant of blood. And when Abel gave a sacrifice of blood. You know after he had killed that lamb. There was blood all over him. There was a mess all over. Even his hand. You know blood smells. You know blood smells. So everything was around him. Oh. God loved that. Let me tell you. That's why we don't believe in, in lukewarm churches. You just go to church and sleep off. While the pastor is preaching. It is as if he's singing you a lullaby. And you just go on. And oh, and by the time you go home, we had a wonderful Sunday. What was what was preaching? I tell it was a wonderful Sunday. You needed to be there. What what was preaching? I don't remember, but I know. You don't know nothing. Because we are just tossing. But let me tell you why we believe in a church with life. It's because we give sacrifices of praise. You don't just come to church to be a spectator. You come to participate. We have come here to give a life sacrifice to our God. When the word comes, you are like, amen, amen. And here was Abel. He gave a life sacrifice. And God was happy with him. And the wrath of God went away from him. And with Cain, it did not. And many Christians and many message believers, let me call it that thing. They think it's our works. It is not our works. It is his mass. It is his mass. It is his sacrifice. Our works can never be good enough. But he is looking for the sacrifice made according to the covenant. Our works. 
The Bible says are like filthy rags. They are like filthy rags. Pastor, what do you mean? You mean our sister should dress trousers? Because after all, I dress doesn't save them. Then you messed it up. Our works or your works don't save you. But you do your works in recognition of the covenant God has made with you. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's, it is the recognition of the covenant that saves you. That redeems you. Hebrews 9, everybody open your Bibles. Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with the blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into the heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Era mu mateka kubulako katono ebintu byonna okunazibwa omusayi era awataba kuyiwa musayi tewaba okusonyiibwa kale ebifana nyibyebyo ebyo muguru cyabigwanira okunazibwa nebyo naye ebyo muguru byenyini okunazibwa ne sadaka ezisinge ezo no yet that he should offer himself oft as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall, shall he appear the second time without sin and salvation. Kubanga Christo heyaingira mchifo echitukuvu echa kolebwane mikono. Echa fananangecho echa mazima. Na yemu guru mwenyini okulavi kakakano mumasoga katonda kurwafe. Sofi wewa ngayo mirundi minji nga kabona singo bukuru. Wayingira mchifo echitukufu bulimuaka. No msai ogutale gugwe. Kubanga chandi mugwani de. Okubona abona ange mirundi eminji. Okuva kutonde wakwensi. Na yeka akano omurundi gumu. Unkomerero ye mirembe. Alaviste okujawe chibi. Rokwe waye njini. Eranga abantu weba terekerua. Okufa omurundi gumu. Oruvanyuma ruoko musango. Era Kristo bwacho boyamara okuwebwayo omurundi gumu okwetika ebibi byabanji alira biko omurundi ogwokubiri awatali chiri eliyabo abamulindirira olwobulokozi and almost all things by the law are purged with blood 
era kumpya bintu byonna okusinzira kuteka binaziwa na musayi without shedding of blood there is no remission awatali kuyibwa musayi tewali kujibwa ako bibi please can you tell your neighbor without shedding of blood there is no remission na mulirwana awa awatali kuyika musayi tewali kujawo bibi so what does god want blood How can you please God? Blood. How can you go to heaven? Blood. How can you receive the Holy Ghost? Blood. How can you receive the forgiveness of your sin? Blood. How can you overcome? Blood. But not your blood. But the blood of Jesus Christ. Which was given once. And for all. The high priest would enter in every year. Once every year. But Jesus. He did not need to do that. Because the Bible says when he came down to us, he died once on the cross. And he died once and for all. So in other words, a child of God, whenever you sin, Let me tell you there is a blood for you if you feel you are insufficient there is blood for you if you feel you can't make it there is blood for you there is no other remedy going to be given there is something which will stem you from the wrath of God and that's the blood of Jesus Christ can you say hallelujah The blood of Jesus is alive. Amen. It is alive as it was 2000 years. And the blood is actually the word. Do you see why we preach the word? The blood is the word. And I'll show you that in a moment. Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. And as many as walk according to the rule to this rule peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Kubanga okukomolebwa si kintu ne wankubadde obutakomolebwa wabula ekitonde ekijja nabo bonna aba abanatambuliranga muteke eryo emirembe jibenga kubo nokusasirwa ne kuyisirayili wa katonda okutanula kaakano omuntu yenna alema okuteng okuteganyanga kubanga ntwale nkovuza Yesu zisalidwa kumubiri gwange hallelujah praise the name of the lord amen there was circumcision walinga wokukomola as the mark of the covenant but here Paul is saying you don't even need to be circumcised in your body. whether you are now circumcised or not it doesn't really matter in, in other words it's not your works that really matter but then 
God was going to kill someone because of circumcision. But now, it's not my circumcision to put a mark on my body. Jesus Christ has already received a mark on his body. And I bear the, the marks in my body. I bear the marks of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says if any man in Christ is a new creation, it's a new creature. It's not the works I did in the past. Whatever I did in the past does not count. Rather, what you have done in your life does not count. As long as you can place it under the blood of him that received the marks on the cross. How many have done things they regret? And you have done things that you regret in your life. I'm one of them. The Lord, I shouldn't have done that. How, how, how many have never done anything they regret? Raise up your hand. So all of us, you have done things you regret. And that's why I am preaching to you. I am a simple messenger of God. I am a preacher. Anointed by the word. And I have come here to tell you the things you have done in your life. As long as you can place them under the blood, they will not count at all. Why? Because the, this blood I'm speaking of, hallelujah, Amen. it places a mark in your life. It becomes the mark of the covenant. And when the angel of wrath when the wrath of God comes, this blood in your life, it stems the wrath of God. Hallelujah. Amen. When the devil goes to accuse you before God, God comes and looks on you and says, what has he done? He says, I see nothing. The devil says, no. You cannot mean it. Now he did this and this. And then God will see you again. He will see you repenting. And he will see that all your sins went under the blood. Any sin that is under the blood it can never be remembered by God. So when the devil tells God, the Bible says the devil is our accuser before God. But when he accuses us, God looks at us and he tells the devil I'm sorry devil I can't remember what he did I cannot remember. I can't. I just can't remember. Did you know that God forgets? <laughs> he only forgets <laughs> the sins that go under the blood. My, 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 let me tell you. This is where the confidence of a believer is. This is where we get the confidence to press on, to pray, even when we fail sometimes. You go under the blood you tell Jesus, look, I'm a sinner. I've done this and this and this. And I'm reporting myself. And I'm asking you, 
cover this with your blood. And the devil doesn't like that. The devil wants people to sin, sin, and keep them busy. Whereby, they never get a chance to come out of the blood. The devil always tells them, remember you are a sinner. So you can also do this. You also do it. And then when you go to pray, you can't even pray. Remember you are a sinner. So you can also do this. You also do it. Ah, you know my sins are becoming good. As a child of God, I receive conviction. You know, I have to make okay. my step right. And then when you go to make yourself right, the devil will come rushing. He will tell all the demons. Please run. Run before he gets Then you become so busy that you He said, never make you busy. You can't even go to church. God was already preparing a preacher. To tell you something like this. So the devil will also prepare his preachers. Come in your mind. Gosh, make sure he doesn't go to church. You know what he has to do. And then the demons will come. Make you busy. And then while you are busy, remember you can't pray. You are a sinner. You are praying. Are you not the one who did this? And then you say for sure. You can also do this. And then he keeps adding on you. And then when even when you come to church, the devil will close your ears. <laughs> But you are saying amen. <laughs> you surely know you are like. <laughs> hey, you did this and this <laughs> and this. <laughs> so don't even hear. You can't even say amen. You surely know you are alive. You are defeated. You are hell bound. You're just surely meat of hell. You are mine. Don't waste your time with those. People. Amen, amen, amen. You are evil. Then you you hear the, 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 the summon of the devil. And you feel defeated. You feel me, even Don't me even because even if I say amen now, even from here, I'm going to continue from where But let me tell you, the demons have finished their sermon. Now let me preach to you. You are a son of God. And Jesus Christ died on the cross. Not for spawn. But for building. He died for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And his blood is stronger than anything you have ever done. He can watch you. Fight a soul. And when your sins are after the blood, God cannot remember them. Hallelujah. Amen. When the devil reminds you again, I'm sorry. I cannot remember also. I can't remember what I did then. He will tell you not it was yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I don't remember. Because today, I was out of the blood. One minute ago, I was out of the blood. My sin cannot be remembered. No more. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the redeemed the Lord set forth.
Hallelujah. Amen. Our sins are under the blood. And now we can stay on the wrath. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, Listen. He is a new creature. If any man, if any, no matter what you did, there is no sin that is too great. As long as you are any, are you within that, that word there? If any man, even me, even you, if any man, if any woman, if any person, if anybody, if any little body, if any big body, if any man be in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says he is a new creature. My, 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 my. Why does it mean? It means that we are no longer what we used to be. All the things have passed away. Behold. Now, behold is that is used. To show you something. Behold, a man. Behold, a woman. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, now here in the scripture, he is showing you somebody. He says, Behold, see here. He's trying to say, Open your eyes and see. Understand what I'm saying. Look here. Behold, all things have become new. People And it's somebody here who can tell the devil. See here, devil. Behold, all things are becoming you. Hallelujah. Amen. Behold, all things are becoming you. There is no fornication. There is no adultery. There is no lustful spirit. There is no witchcraft. There is no spirit. There is no sin that is greater than the blood of Jesus. My, my, my. If you cannot rejoice about this, on which camp are you? On which camp are you? I am on this side. I am on the camp of the redeemed. I am on the camp that believes in the blood. The devil has finished with someone. Let us hear what God has to say. Don't remember your past no more. Because God does not remember it. Hallelujah. Amen. You have a right to shout. You have a right to rejoice. If you know and have experienced what I'm talking about. And all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. My God. Amen. You know reconciliation. Two people, two people. Just brothers, come and stand right here. Just stand right there. Okay. So now you are, you are, you are, you are standing here together. And then you're together. But you see, when, when sin came, it separated us with God. So here is God. And here is yourself. And the demons are just going around. Here. 
But the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. In the behold, all things have become new. And here he says, he, Jesus Christ, yes. by his blood, has reconciled us back with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you, brothers. He has reconciled us back with Jesus Christ. And he has all given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You know, the plan of the devil, oh my, help me preach this church. The plan of the devil is to always try and keep the church as guilty as possible. As powerless as he can. But let me tell you, the moment you realize you are beyond guilt. You are beyond powerless. You realize who you are. You will know you are greater than you thought you are. You realize he that is in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Not in your body. But in your soul. He that is in you. Greater than he that is in the world. And the Bible says we are not of the world, little children. But we are of God. And the ministry which we are is a ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Ha, ha, listen. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Oh hallelujah. oh, hallelujah. Amen. Did they sin? Yes. Yeah. They are trespasses. Yes. Yeah. But God has said, if you are in Christ, brother, God does not count as if you did it. He says it does not impute. Their trespasses. What is justification? Justification means as though you never did it in the first place. Oh my, hallelujah. Amen. We are justified. We are justified by faith in Christ alone. Not of works that we should boast, but of faith in Christ. Of faith in His word. It has justified us. So we are we have never done anything. We are holy. I am holy. Now let me ask you if this is not true, who will go in the rapture? Who will go? The Bible says, for all have sin. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, for all have sin. So, who will go in the rapture? He's coming back for what? For a church without his <laughs> Without any iota of sin. That's the church is coming. 
I don't see myself as that. When I look at me, when I look at me, through his, hallelujah, my sins, plus his blood, makes me white. When you see red, through red, you see white. Did you know that? Now that's chemistry. That's chemistry. Eh, eh, or your chemistry. Red. Eh, chimiofu. Through red. Is white. If your skins are as red as scarlet. Who? The one who bled. And has crimson blood. Will make you white. That's why we sing a song. I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. It streams which reach the throne of God. Sweeping over me. Let me sing that again. Because I, believe I see a crimson stream that flows from Calvary. It's well. It is the throne of God. Oh my. A sweeping of. Me. And then he says, Agamba. Today there is no condemnation. Abides to die away. My soul from his salvation. He is, oh my, I love this, in my heart to stay. Oh, no, 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 he cannot leave. He's there in my heart to see. I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. His waves which reach the throne of gold. A to finish here. He says he's a new Christian. All the things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. That, that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. But he has committed unto us. The word of reconciliation. That's why we believe the word. Because the word reconciles us back to God. The word stems the wrath of God. And here he says in the message, accept God's gift. I remember one day when I looked up there and saw what he'd done for me. I crawled high to 
humbly to him. And I laid my name on top of a book. And oh, what was written under it? all that I have ever done all my sins were in that book but I said Lord will you forgive me and seemingly he took his hand and he dipped it into his side you know what is there child do you know what is on his side when he dipped his hand on his side and he said yes I can forgive you what was there the mark of the covenant there was blood. And he wrote across that book. Oh, he wrote across that book. And he wrote this word. Pardon. Pardon. I don't know about you, Charles. But as I'm reading this here, I can hear the voice of the Lord speaking to me. Forgive it. It's up to you to remain with your sin and guilt. After you hear the word, pardon. It is not from me. It is from him who died on the cross for you. Hallelujah. Amen. He wrote pardon. And he closed the book up. And he put it back. In the sea of forgetfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. Come up here, brother. Hallelujah. He took that book, brother. After writing pardon on it. That book had all your sins in it. All that you have done in your life. In that book. And when he wrote pardon. When did he write it? He is not writing it now brother. Meaning he had you in his mind. He wrote those things. He wrote pardon. Not when he died on the cross. He wrote that word. Before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. And as long as you can come here to him, and say, Father, can you forgive me? Then he just says, Here is the book. Where does it go? In the sea of his forgiveness. Hallelujah. Amen. He throws the book into the sea of God is forgetful. Now, in that sea, no man can see it. No angel can see it. No demon can see it. Not even God can see it. The record is vanquished. Hallelujah. Amen. The record is dead. The record is removed. You stand before him justified. He knows you by name. And only thing he knows. You are life of his life. Image of his image. As long as your life is under the blood. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And he throws the book. And he says I've been happy ever since. 
since. And I'm trying my best in my humble way to tell every mortal on earth to tell them hallelujah ever since I'm telling them Jesus loves you. And is in and is the only thing that is holding the wrath of God off of you. Think about your life. Without this action being done, you are finished. Look at your sins. Some of them you have already done them. Others you have yet. But before all that, Nayate, he already wrote pardon. Hallelujah! Amen. There was a man. His name was John Tezer. John Tezer. And he started in, in, the, in the early centuries. He started writing, uh, selling some indulgences. And he was telling the people, as long as you can buy this indulgence, it, 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 it means that the Pope has forgiven you of your sins, of the past, present, and future in the Catholic Church. And he said, you don't need even to do, what is it called? Penitence. No. Penitence. You have not been a Catholic. Penitence. Yes. Father, I have sinned. Whenever you do, you sin, you go back. Father, I have sinned. This time, if you can buy that indulgence, oh, your sins are done. That's how the Catholic Church deceived them. But here I have one who can deceive me. And he's saying, he wrote pardon. Before I even did the first thing. So what is there to eat? Do I say, let me go and see? No. Grace is not this grace. Grace is the acknowledgement that there is a redemption for you. Whatever you have done, that there is one to help you as long as you can admit that you are a sinner. But what do we have in churches today? Saints live in sin, don't repent, they even pray very dry, dry eye prayers and they expect to go to the rapture. Let me tell you, never be ashamed to cry before the Lord. I am telling you again, in the church or anywhere, as long as you are in the presence of God, never be ashamed to cry before him. Now you can, but after here, you can never do it. It's appointed for man to live once and then after judgment. 
But here you can cry. Here you can repent. No matter what you have done. Hallelujah. As long as you can come sincerely before him. Like Peter did. When he, when he denied Jesus. He went before the world. You know with, with all the mucus coming out of his nose. And he said, Father, I have sinned. And when he left that war, he came out of there totally forgiven. No matter what the devil could say that he did. The devil would come to Jesus and say, Kim, oh, yeah. let me tell you, like if you have forgotten, you even prophesy, well, and you say before the cock cross, no, he will uh, deny you. It actually happened. <laughs> he denied you. One, two, three times. Is this still your disciple? Jesus said, I'm sorry. I can't remember. You can't remember. And you are God. This is the only weakness I have. As long as he repented. His sins are under my blood. And I can't remember. You mean it? The devil left the presence of God with a headache. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He can't understand that grace. He can't understand mercy. Even angels cannot understand. But you can understand. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you are a beneficiary of the mercy and the grace of God. Oh my, hallelujah. And Peter, Peter, after that, he became a preacher. Some of you young men, no matter what you have done, no matter what you have gone through, let me tell you, God has a plan for you. As long as you can come against the wall, you can come at the altar, you can kneel where you are, and repent before God, without your heart. God is fixing to use you in a mighty, mighty way. And the devil can't understand. The wrath of God is stemmed. Because of the blood. Because of the forgiveness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, now you can go and tell everybody. Jesus loves you. It's the only thing that is holding the wrath of God off of you. You can tell them. Receive him as your personal savior. You will tell them without anything condemning you. Without condemnation. So the Bible says there is there for now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. To them that are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but that walk after the spirit. 
I don't walk according to what I did in my flesh. I don't walk according to the last of my flesh. But I'm walking according after the things of the Spirit. And there is there for now no condemnation. If the devil tells me I have sinned, I would say no, I did not. Why? Because God can't remember. And I cannot remember. My head remembers. But my soul cannot remember. Why? Because I'm redeemed. And I'm bought with a pride. And Jesus yes. has changed my whole life. The says the blood becomes the bumper. The bumper will protect the car. And I thought, oh man, that is what the blood of Jesus is. It's a bumper for our sin. But before it goes before God, before the sin goes before God, he catches it. The bumper catches it. What is the bumper? bumper the blood of Jesus. My, my, my. Hey, man. We have a bumper. A bumper. It's a strong bumper. It's a metallic bumper. Hey, no, it is stronger than metal. It has lived ages. It is alive. It cannot be destroyed. It's a strong bumper. Oh my, we have a bumper. The blood of Jesus. And this stems the wrath of God. When his anger comes. Like when Moses was there. And God was going to kill him. And then. When the when the Zipporah ran, Zipporah and she cut off the forest because at that time that was the covenant sign. When she cut off the forest, blood in her hand, she threw that to the feet of Moses as a bumper. When 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 the angel of death came, he hit himself on that and left. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Today, Hello. where is that, that little Zipporah? Zipporah Ariwa. Where is that little Zipporah? Zipporah Ariwa. That will go Naye. on the cross of Jesus and cut off. I'm telling you, I'm looking for that little Zipporah. Who is going to cut Sala. a piece of that blood and apply it upon themselves? When when the death, when when the angel of death comes, when the wrath of God comes, he hits himself on the bumper. He says, "In bad days, I If it wasn't the blood, I have finished it. not the blood, but by the blood, let me pass over. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a bumper. That stems the wrath of God. And because of that, you can stand on your feet now and rejoice. Because you have a bumper that stems the wrath of God. And I don't care how much you have sinned. I don't care your life. What you're being There is a bumper right now. There is a bumper. Oh, glory to God.
Hallelujah. Let me tell you, he is here. He is here. He wants to forgive you. If you are a sinner, come on the altar and begin to pray. Begin to ask for his forgiveness. Let that bumper be applied on your life. I don't even need to pray for you. If you can come believing, repenting of your sins, pleasing your life, the bumper will be applied upon you. And you will stem the blood. You will stem the wrath of God. When you come begin to pray. With all your heart. As you repent in your soul. As you repent in your heart. Because the word of Jesus. That you have heard. Is applying that bump on your heart. This is a house of prayer. Pray, 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 pray. Apply the bump on your life. Apply that on your soul. Pray, pray, pray. The devil doesn't want you to do that. But I condemn him in the name of Jesus. I condemn that spirit of guilt in the name of Jesus. I set you free from your guilt. In the name of our Lord Jesus. I set you free from your guilt. I liberate you. I say you are free. In the name of Jesus. His blood is more than able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To stem you from the wrath of God. Oh, good Don't be ashamed to cry. Don't be ashamed to cry. Don't be ashamed to weep. Don't be ashamed to boohoo and weep. In his presence. This is the time to do it. When you can do it. Don't be ashamed to power your heart before you.
God be applied upon your life, my brother, my sister. It's your moment. Don't live in the life of guilt anymore. You have to shut it out. I'm free.
your sins are under the blood. Repent of it. It's not even your work to do anymore as long as you can accept it. What he has done for you. That's what we are talking about today. The blood stems the wrath of God. Nothing can stem the wrath of God. What can wash away my sin? If you believe it, say it. we believe he hears prayer. It's not what we just speak. It's a prayer that goes to God. If you have any need that you want to make known by the uplifting of your hand, with your eyes closed and head bowed, let us pray. Lord Jesus, there are people on the altar today that have come because they have heard your word. realize that they need a savior. They need that blood so bad. 
Forgive them of their sin, Lord. Wash them in the blood of Jesus. Stem that wrath. Lord, I also pray for everybody that is uplifting their hands. Oh God, you see their need. Forgive them, oh God. Maybe there is someone here who has sinned so bad. And the devil was telling them, You've sinned and you have no use to pray. You can't even serve God no more. You are a loss. But I'm here to speak. Also. In the name of the Lord to them. That the devil will not have them. But I'm claiming each of you who are feeling like that back again from the hands of the devil. And I condemn the devil in the name of Jesus. Let the children of God go. Let him be set free right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the blood is here to forgive and to wash and to set free and be ye set free be ye set free by the power of the blood Lord there are many other needs no doubt in our midst Lord may you come and take control of each and every situation just be with us as even we, be, we are beginning this week Lord. others are going for work and they need your hand Lord. Father, they want to see you, oh God, in what they are doing, your blessings, their jobs, their businesses. Grant them your peace. Father, Lord, the sick, the there is a balm in Gilead. You sent your word, and your word did not only forgive our sins, but it healed us. May we walk out of here healed. Totally forgiven. And rejoicing and happy in the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother, do we have a song in Christ alone? Check and see if you have that song. Would like us to sing it? You, you have the, the lyrics? You can, you can be seated. I'd like us to sing this song as the climax of the whole service. Brother, do you have the song? It says in Christ alone. My hope is found. Brother, you can play it. My hope is found. He is my light. My strength. My song. This cornerstone. This solid ground. Farm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love? What depth of peace? When fears are still, when striving seems. 
my comforter my all in all here in the love of Christ sister we can take another microphone you have the words brother okay I think they're finding the words you know the song of heaven yes Raise up your hand if you know it okay. Okay, let us sing it as they're finding the lyrics. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength. Listen to these words. My soul is called a stone. His soul is Found through the fields is and stone. What heights of love, what depth of peace. When fields still, when striving seas, my
see the blood. When I see the blood, Christ our Redeemer died on the cross. Maybe some of you, you're going to sing it for the first time, but if you know it, lift up that voice and sing it as an anthem to the Lord. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. How many will sing it with all their heart? Yes. Alright, let us sing it. I don't know which key is that, but I'm going to try and sing it. I don't have any more voice here. Christ, if you can give me that one. Christ our Redeemer died on the cross. Everybody now, died for us. Amen. Sure, you can clap your hands and amen. Rejoice as you sing that song. Amen. Spring for us all. Land of the Lord. Will and I will pass. Oh, I will pass over you.